What is up, guys? It is the Blue Bloods. And listen, I know y'all saw the name, the saw his picture on the thumbnail, man. This guy's been one of our more requested guests, you know, since the season ended, man. We got the man, the myth, the legend, Patrick O'Connell, Montana linebacker. You know, you y'all saw him at the Buck Buchanan Award Show. He was a finalist for that award and also multi-time Big Scott All-American as well. So, man, Patrick, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So, you know, you didn't originally wind up at Montana, man. You were at Mary before you transferred into Montana. So talk talk to me about, you know, what your recruiting process was like and, you know, which teams were recruiting you the hardest. Yeah, so out of high school, um, I didn't have a whole lot of looks for um, just football. My biggest goal out of high school is actually to get um, to be able to go somewhere to play uh, football and baseball. So, um, right out of high school, I know I was talking to, uh, um, some of the Montana schools for like NAI level for football only, but then, um, I got attention from division two schools for, um, baseball and football and university of Mary just, um, so happened to be the, the best place that I thought at the time for me to continue uh, football and baseball. And um, I took it and run, ran with it. Um, so that was the uh, the original decision out of high school that I made to go there. <clears throat> and then it paid off. I mean, and I, I don't know how you weren't getting a lot of attention. I was kind of reading through some of your backstory. I mean, did you think to leave any state titles for anybody else in any of the sports? Or are you just <laughs> going to take them off yourself? I mean, multi-time state championship uh, winner and three different sports, man. So it was impressive, but you leave Mary after, you know, just a season, you transfer to, to Montana. What mm. led, what led you to pick Montana as your ultimate destination? Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing was just, um, you know, growing up, me and my family, me and my brothers and my dad, we would always go to the Grizz games. Um, just being two hours away from Missoula, living in Kalispell, Montana. Um, that was one of the biggest factors, um, just kind of wanting to prove myself um, to the whole state and to everyone that really didn't originally believe in me um, to, to come and play at this level. So that was one of the biggest factors. But um, just just wanting to make myself better and compete at a higher level was one of the other big factors that led me there too. Um, but like I said, I just wanted to prove myself and Show everyone what that I, uh, everyone that what I could do. Well, man, it has paid off in a big way. I know there's a lot of schools looking back, wishing they would have had you on their team this year. But you know, you come into Montana redshirt, you win actually scout team player of the year for Montana, your first year in the program, and then you have your breakout season in 2019, leading the team in sacks. You were top ten in the Big Sky for you. What were the keys to your breakout season? How did you prepare for the moment? And, you know, what kind of played into you, you know, exploding onto the scene? Yeah, uh, the obviously it's not just me out there um, or even you don't even see all the work um, just on the field with the coaches and everything. But um, biggest factor was um, just my hard work and determination to uh, do what I set my mind to do. Um, be, because I know what, what I can do. And, um, I think I took it to a whole nother level of hard work and, um, dedicating myself to the game and to my teammates and to learning, 
learning the game of football more was the most important thing. Um, but there's uh, our coaching staff. They uh, they push you really hard to be successful and to do the right thing always. And um, that that was one of the most important things for me was them and other people around me pushing me to be better, pushing me to work harder no matter what. Um, guys like Dante Olson, who was obviously a standout, and Jace Lewis, who's another standout linebacker. Um, all those guys around me, it really um, – I didn't want to let them down. So um, being around them, kind of you push yourself harder to to not let the guy next to you down. Oh, man, absolutely. And, I mean, you go from your breakout season, man, and then the FCS was probably – they put you – they put all the athletes in the FCS level, especially football, into a bad situation. You know, some teams didn't play. Some teams played a spring season, and a lot of teams played two full seasons in a calendar year, which has never been done in any sport, man. So, for you looking back, how tough was that COVID season on you and the program? Yeah, I think the uh, hardest thing was just the uncertainty of it, going through all the training, um, just normally, like we we're, we were saying, we're just going to keep going until we can't. Um, so going through two winter conditionings, going through two spring balls, having the fall camp canceled, um, and then eventually we got to play a couple games at the end of the spring. Um, but I, I don't know if it was necessarily – that tough except for the fact that we didn't get to play all those games like other people did it was kind of hard to sit there and watch people play um but I think um as a team and a lot of individuals I think there's a lot of people that actually grew um from not being able to play but just kind of practicing and developing their talents and getting their their uh, uh practice time in I think people really developed within that time and me specifically I think I I worked on a lot of stuff that I need to work on from the previous year and it helped me a lot going into this year but like I said it was tough just sitting there watching guys play when I was like well shoot if they're playing then I wish I mean why can't we be playing so yeah Oh man, I know that I I know that had to be tough, man. Especially when some conferences had teams playing and the teams within the conference had to sit out. That's just yeah. had had to be brutal. But man, this season a great year for the for the Grizz again, man. A mm-hmm. quarterfinal appearance, you know, a nice playoff run for you. What were your final takeaways on the twenty twenty season, and how did you feel about your season as a whole? I think the season as a whole was something uh, pretty special specifically for um, our defense and the way that we rallied around each other and really bonded as a, as a team and as a unit. Um, it's pretty special to see guys um, buying in fully and they're really starting to reap the benefits of that. Um, but I think uh, as a season, obviously, um, as a team, you know, we got to the quarterfinals, like you said, two years in a row now. Um, I think we're looking to take the next step, go to the next level, um, and start competing for a national championship. Um, that's kind of the uh, the standard in our program now. We want to win every single game. Um, and I think a lot of guys in our locker room are, are excited about that standard and accepting that standard to go out and compete in every single, every single situation, go win every situation, and start competing again. And uh, – 
going on to the 2022 season. Um, it's going to be an exciting season. And uh, I think 2021 was obviously successful for the team um, and what we had to deal with, uh, injuries and all that. Um, so I think as a whole, it was a, it was a good season for what we had and for all the work that we put in. And, uh, yeah, I think everyone's really excited for the next season. Oh yeah. You guys are going into the season as one of the favorites to not only win the big sky, but also the entire thing, the FCS championship, one of the top 10 preseason teams already being picked by a lot of experts, man. But you know what game we have to ask about from this season, you guys shook up the entire college football world week one, going to one of the hardest places in the country to play up there in Seattle with the Washington Huskies Mm -hmm. and holding that offense to seven total points. I mean, just a remarkable win, a top 20 team in the country for you. How much did that mean? How much did that win mean to the Montana program? Oh, that's, I mean, that's obviously a once in a lifetime opportunity, something that you'll never get back. So we, we took it as that. Um, We looked at it like that and, you know, we uh, we kind of went into the game with a confidence and a swagger that um, we were like, you know, we can we can really compete with these guys. And um, after the first drive that we were on defense, they went down and they scored on us. And um, the speed and the physicality and stuff. I mean, we were matching that, but we just had a few few little things here and there that um, we gave up too much on a couple runs and stuff and had a couple penalties on that first drive. And once we uh, went out there on the second drive, I think um, we stopped them. I think we got a three and out on the second drive and we were like, all right, boys, like we're, we're geared to go. We're ready for the rest of the game now. So that kind of set the tone the whole time. I think our physicality and our speed were uh, something that they weren't uh, necessarily prepared for going into that. And that's something that we pride ourselves on. And, um, so, I mean, it, it means the world. It's one of the, one of the bigger program wins in, uh, Montana history, um, upsetting a top 20 team, especially a PAC 12 team. And, um, you know, like I said, it's one of those things that you don't get a second chance at. I mean, you might get another chance at it, but especially when you're playing like that, you're not gonna, um, you can't blow something like that. So, that was it was one of the most fun things that I've ever been a part of, especially uh, once the game's done, you're celebrating with all your teammates and your coaches, just knowing that all the hard work and the trust that you have in everyone came together. Um, th- there's it's just so special because uh, everyone truly left their heart out on the field. I mean, we do that every game, but that one was just a whole new level. And to be uh, to have that be the first game of the season, like. Oh boy! All right, let's go. We got a we got a good team and a good season coming. So, it it was awesome. I, there's no other words to explain it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, and then on top of that, man, y'all got flexed to you know a main ESPN session in the middle of the season. Two mm-hmm. Montana was on was was in the spotlight all season longer than you were in the spotlight just a few weeks ago, man. A Buck Buchanan Award mm-hmm. finalist, and you guys were the only team with two, with two finalists in the top four. Yeah. You and Justin Ford both got a top four vote. So for you, man, what did that mean to you to have to go to Frisco, be a finalist, and be one of the top defense? the players in the country I think uh like I've said before to other people it's just super humbling and it's such an honor to 
to even have my name mentioned in that, just knowing where I, where I've come from and all the hard work that I put in to get uh, what I have today. Um, it's, it's truly, truly an honor to be mentioned with all those other guys down there and being able to go down there and meet them and um, just, you know, dice it up with them a little bit um, because, you know, there's only, um, there's only a certain amount of guys that ever get their name mentioned for that and a certain amount of guys that get to go down there for the award ceremony. Um, and to be one of those was, um, it was pretty amazing. Have my whole family there with me. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Um, but to me, honestly, it means, it means, uh, just my hard work's being recognized and it's pretty cool to see other people recognizing that. Um, but like I said, it's just, um, I don't want it to stop there. I want to keep going. I want to keep being successful and keep working harder and harder for everything that I get. And I want to earn everything that I have. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool to, to see that work being displayed. Absolutely. And I mean, they already, they're already putting your name right back in that Buck Buchanan award race next year. I think this is the first year that like almost all of the finalists who went outside of Troy Anderson are coming back next year too. you and Isaiah mm-hmm. land are both coming back to school, but man, I get a lot of questions. I cover the FCS. I know how underrated Montana is as a fan base. And I know we're going to speak to that in a little bit that the fan base is top notch, but everyone asked me as, as an FCS guy, why would you want to go play in Montana? It's cold. It, it's the, the, there's no beach. Like it, it's, it's just not a tourist location. So for you, man, if you're, if you, if it were recruit ask you what makes Montana special what would you tell them yeah I mean like you said so it gets cold I mean we got hot we got hot sunny days in the summer um (laughs) so we got it we got all the weather but the best thing about it is that no matter what the temperature is no matter cold hot raining snowing uh I mean there could be a volcano outside the stadium but all those fans are still going to show up and uh, you're going to have 27,000 fans right on top of you the whole game. Um, and they're going to be there supporting you. Uh, the whole community is um, behind you. You got the whole community. You got the whole town of Missoula, the whole state of Montana rooting for you. And it's it's the best atmosphere that I've ever been to. I've been to a lot of football games. And it's one of the loudest. I mean, I've been to plenty of NFL games. And I still think that our stadium is louder. Um but, you know, we got top-notch facilities. We got top-notch coaches, guys that have been all over um, for plenty of years now. Um, and it's just truly a special place. You don't get a lot of a true – you don't get a lot of true teams out there, teams that come together and embrace each other and actually truly love each other and play for each other. And that's – I think that's uh, something that we have that other teams don't. And that'd be – I mean, there's there's – countless I can make a whole list of why you could come to Montana I mean obviously I'm a little biased but that's just how it is so <laughs> hey but th- that question was meant for you to be biased man yeah, you had to exactly. sell sell that Montana culture but man another thing is you guys play in one of the best conferences in FCS mm-hmm. it's always Big Sky Missouri Valley are always those top two conferences man so what is it like what is the ground like throughout the season having to you know, play Eastern Washington, turn back around, play your in-state rival in a Montana state. What is that ground like throughout the season? Honestly, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. If you think about it, um, you get, you get a high level football every week, every weekend. 
you're preparing for teams um, like they they can come in and beat you or you go there and they can beat you. Um, and you don't get to say that everywhere because, you know, there's always those games where, you know, it's just the the garbage game or whatever. But we don't we don't truly have any of those games because anyone um, could come in and beat you. Like I said, um, the Big Sky Conference is it's obviously a really tough conference. They got um, high level players at the FCS, always guys up for national awards, all American just every year. It's just countless awards and everything. Um, but it's pretty cool because, you know, you get done with one game on Saturday and you're already looking forward to the next weekend. You just kind of flush the win. You get right back to it on Sunday and you start watching your film and rehabbing your body because, you know, you got a formidable opponent the next week. And I think that's one of the cooler things about it. And then once you look at it at the end of the season, you're like, wow, we just got through that whole season. Like it was, it just went by like that because you're just preparing, preparing, for all these tough teams. And um, I think that's pretty cool, honestly, because it could be a drag sometimes for other programs, but um, I don't think that's really how it is in our conference. And um, we got a lot of support from a lot of people everywhere. I mean, the big sky is, um, it's a big name out there. So it's pretty cool. Oh man, for sure. There was a lot of games and that's why your, your guys games is getting flexed to ESPN two in primetime. That's it's, yeah. it's the grind of that conference. But man, I always like hearing players perspectives on this, man, you know, take, take yourself back to that freshman that stepped on, stepped on Mary's campus way back in the day and compare yourself now. How has your game evolved since fresh from freshman year to now? Wow. <laughs> that's kind of a tough one. Well, it's not really tough because it's changed so much, but uh, obviously when you're coming out of high school, um, if you're going to play college ball, then usually you're one of the top guys or you're the top guy in your high school. So you're like, okay, can't be too hard. You know, I'm going in, I'm top guy. I mean, you're always confident. You step on campus and you're like, holy smokes, all these other guys are just, it's the same as you. They were the top guy. And so you got to work as hard as you can every single day um, to be the best and to be who you want to be. So I think my work ethic is um, not like it wasn't lacking, but I just think um, being around guys that are successful really took it to the next level. Um, and uh, honestly, I think the uh, the biggest thing is my my speed and physicality. I think I've adapted um and overcame overcome some of the stuff that um other people can't uh i think physicality is something that isn't looked at enough in the game these days but i think um if you look at our team and the way that we play that it's one thing that you'll notice and how the grids play it's pretty pretty awesome but personally i think well in high school i was just one of those typical um, inside backers. I was playing in the box. I was never on the edge or anything. And now you look at it, I'm kind of coming off the edge, playing in the middle, um, blitzing in the middle. So I think my games evolved pretty heavily in that aspect. And the use of my hands and feet. I mean, football is so much, so much feet and hands and just using your head to know and to adjust your angles and everything. So there's all my coaches have been so helpful and all that stuff. And it's pretty, pretty cool to see the way that you adapt over the years, not even just uh, in the game, but like your body and how you start rehabbing and 
how you start um, getting ready and preparing for games. So it's pretty cool to see all that. Oh, man, I like it. And I mean, man, the development has been crazy. I, I know the coaches in Montana are probably like, we're going to, the poster child of development is Patrick <laughs> O'Connell, scout team player of the year to Buck Buchanan award finalist, man. It doesn't get any better than that, man. But let's get to know you a bit as a player more, man. So, Looking at your game, which NFL linebacker edge player do you compare your game to the most? Dang, that's kind of tough. Um, you know, I don't know if there's a lot of I, – I love to watch uh, T.J. Watt. And, you know, I love to watch um, – so he's my he's one of my favorite edge guys. But my favorite inside guy is Bobby Wagner. I mean, I'm a Seahawks guy, yeah. but I love Bobby. Um, I've been watching Bobby his whole career, and it's pretty special to watch him, just the things that he does. But um, I'd say – so I like to I like to mimic my game after T.J. Watt on the edge, and I like to play in the box like Bobby. So those are my two favorite right now, and they have um, been. Yeah, you, you can't go wrong with either of those guys, no. man. TJ's on a different level right now, and Bobby, oh, yeah. of course, has been one of the best linebackers in the league for a little while now. But, mm-hmm. man – I know I was very superstitious when I when I was playing, man. So for you, what what's your pregame what's your pregame routine like on Saturdays? Mm-hmm. Well, it's pretty easy. We got a whole uh, we kind of have a schedule that we follow pretty tightly. But for me, I mean, I always I always like waking up early. I'm a I'm an early person, um, so I'm always up early no matter what, basically. But um, I get up early. I always hit the shower. Um, you know, uh, and then me and my roommates, we always drive, uh, to the stadium together and then we have our whole breakfast, everything like that, you know, with the team. Um, so we get through all that. And once we walk to the locker room as a team, um, I like to get my, uh, my Jersey and everything already on my pads. And I like to untie my cleats to get them ready for me to put on and, put my pads in my pants and have it all laid out before I go um, warm up in the uh, weight room. So once I get to the weight room, I hit the bike for about uh, five or 10 minutes. It's usually around 10. And then I do my foam rolling and my stretching with bands and everything. And I go after that, I do some hurdle mobility, get my hips loose, throw some medicine balls around. Um, And then after that, I go, up to the training room, get my taping and everything, get that all done, and then back to the locker room and get dressed and get ready for war. And then that's usually about it, honestly. I, I like it. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yeah. And if if teams need any hope against against Patrick next year, I mean, you got to take the medicine balls away. You got to hide them, <laughs> make you get him out of his routine a little bit, man. But yeah. you know, you know, defensive players just have a bad stigma, man. It's like the worst trash talkers on the field. It's always a defensive guy. The offensive guys always like snitch on y'all and say that you guys are the ones starting the trash talk. But yeah. for you, are you a big trash talker in the game? Personally, no, I'm not. I'm not a big trash talker. Uh, I've just always been kind of even keeled, just never get too high, never get too low. Um, that's just kind of my motto and what I've what I've always learned growing up and especially in high school. They just taught us to stay on that that even plane and not make it like a roller coaster. So, you know, obviously there's times where, you know, it, you kind of lose yourself <laughs> a little bit and you talk. But um, I'm sure if you ask other people, they'd say I'm a trash talker. But 
I don't think I'm trash talking too much. <laughs> he, he, he said he said there might be a little bit. You got to instigate it. You got to instigate it. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh man, I, I love it. But for you, man, you know, looking back throughout your career, who's the best offensive player you've ever had to face? Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, Eric Barrier is one of the one of the best dudes. Uh, one of the best quarterbacks that I've ever played. I, we played. Um, obviously, we played Justin Herbert. Uh, at Oregon, um, he's. But if we're talking FCS level, it's definitely Eric Barrier. Um, just he's one of a kind. Like he's so, he's so elusive and slippery. And you, I don't. If you watch his tape this year, I don't think anyone ever got a big hit on him. Like it's not possible to get a big hit on him because he's so plays with those instincts and um, he knows where the pressure is coming from and he can dodge and duck and stiff arm you spin out of it um so uh i i'd probably have to say him oh man and bet and you guys had to face twice this year because uh, you guys faced him in the playoffs too you got the hey you guys got the better of them That's in the right. game that mattered in the playoffs man that was a that was one heck of a game too yes, but sir. You're coming back, man, and I know it's hard. Like, I mean, your goals, I mean, you were a Buck Buchanan Award finalist, multiple runs in the playoffs, but for you, what are your goals for the 2020, 2022 season to up that? Yeah. the uh, Honestly, the only two goals I have are just to win the Big Sky and win the national championship. That's that's really all I care about, and I think if you ask our team, that's all that they'd care about too. Um, I just want to lead my team lead them by example, lead them on and off the field, um, and be able to lead them to, uh, to those rings. And I think that'd be, that'd be the main goals that I have. And the only two that I really care about right now, honestly. So, yeah. I like it. Uh, straight to the point, motivated, man. But this is it's probably going to be your last year, man, in Montana before you take off to the NFL. If you got to <laughs> if you got to play schedule maker, man, and got to schedule one FCS non-conference matchup that you haven't played yet, who Ooh. would you schedule? In the FCS, huh? Mm-hmm. Dang. I mean, I think – one if we can if we could schedule i think it'd be awesome to get a ndsu matchup again have them have them come into um come into washington grizzly stadium again like they did when carson wentz was playing um so i think that's my my matchup that i would i would want to play I like it. I like yeah. that. That uh, hey, and maybe if 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 everything works right at the playoffs, y'all, if we can get on opposite sides of the bracket, we can meet in Frisco yes, ne- next season, man. I like it. So you know, last question here, man, and I and I, I said it with all purpose in that last question, man. You're headed to the NFL after this next season, man, because there's no <laughs> chance in the world that your name is being called on April. So for you, if an NFL franchise asks what they're going to get in Patrick O'Connell if they take you, what do you tell them? I tell them you're getting consistency, um, consistency, not only on the field, you're going to get it in the weight room, in the film room. You're going to get it in my everyday life. Um, you're going to get it in my diet. You're going to get it in, um, all the people I hang around, um, just my whole life and my faith, uh, my family. It's all, I'd say that's, you're, you're just going to get a consistent hard worker, who's um, I'm never satisfied with, with what I have or what I've done. 
and I always want to be better and I always want to get more. And I think that's simply put, that's, that's what you're going to get with me. So. Oh man, I like it. I know we're going to be rooting for you on the show, man. And I definitely can't wait to see you in some of the postseason games and everything after, but next season, man, we're going to be paying attention real closely. I want to try to get up there to a Montana home game, man. I've been told by so many people, I got to make it up there. Oh yeah. So I'm, I'm going to work on getting that schedule for this season, man, but this is your time, man. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Let the people know where they can find you on social media, anything, any shout outs or plugs you need to give, man, this time is yours. Hey, yeah, I mean, you got to get up here. It's one of the it's one of the best environments that you'll ever get to. I guarantee it. But if you need help, let me know. I'll get you down here. Oh, man, for That'd sure. I'll, de- I'll, I'll definitely let you know. I got to look at my schedule, see, yeah. see when I can make it up there for a game, man. I'm down, I'm mm-hmm. down in Alabama, so it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a hike up to Montana, man. But um, mm-hmm. man, No, yeah, you can uh, – sorry, I was just going to say, you can find me on everything. I got uh, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I think I just need to shout out my family and – Everyone that's helped me get here to where I am today, all my coaches and all my teammates for helping me get um, all these accomplishments and everything. And I'm, I'm excited for the 2022 season and excited to get rolling. Oh, man, absolutely, man. Well, we will definitely be staying in touch, man. Guys, go make sure to follow Patrick on all social media, man. Y'all know we got to support the athletes, especially at the FCS level, man. Always getting overlooked, which are why these interviews and you guys supporting these players is so important. But for Patrick, myself, and the Blue Bloods guys, we are out for right now.